It exists as an inspiration to peace and unification, isolated in the heart of Ancelon itself. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about the history of the Citadel of Light. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance gaming materials using my affiliate link. I'm referencing the Citadel of Light dramatic supplement for this episode. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. The aftermath of the Chaos War and the coming of the Dragon Overlords had profound effects on everyone. For Goldmoon, it began with the loss of the very goddess that gave her purpose and life after losing her home. As if the loss of a priestess's deity wasn't enough, her beloved Riverwind, partner, lover, and friend was killed by Malastrix, with one daughter killed alongside him and the other horrifically scarred. Goldmoon turned away from the world and her tribe of the Kweishu. She appointed her surviving daughter Moonsong as the new leader of her tribe and left to say goodbye to her two remaining friends, Tika and Karaman Majir, before ending her own life. The darkness that clouded her mind was deepened by the absence of the light and love she had once felt every moment of every day through her god and her husband. In the empty void left, she filled it with sorrow and hate. Hate for the overlord who took her husband and child, and hate for the world which seemed to scorn life itself. As she journeyed toward Solace, she entered a massive storm. Seeking shelter in a cave, she discovered that it already had an occupant, an old man. She was invited to share the fire, and the old man shared that they had both seen the return and removal of the gods and the destruction of all they held dear. He implored her to unburden herself and asked what could there be left to lose by sharing her experiences. After she shared her story, the old man sat in contemplation for a time before returning by asking, How can the gods ever truly leave Kryn? They infused the world with their very essence. They created us from pieces of themselves. And thus, if we looked into our own hearts, we would surely find their divine inspiration. This sagely old man then stood up and walked out of the cave. The rain had ceased to fall, and he wished her a safe journey before disappearing. Goldmoon continued on to Solace, deep in contemplation of the sage's words. She arrived at Solace, aware of nothing around her, and was immediately tackled by Karenman Majir, who pushed her out of the way of the falling in of the last home. Suddenly snapped back into reality, Goldmoon saw the dragon purge happening in the skies above them all. The ground was littered by the bodies of the town's residents. Goldmoon immediately began caring for the wounded survivors, and when she came upon a wounded dwarf, which Tika was openly weeping over, this was Jasper Fireforge, nephew of their old friend Flint, Goldmoon fell to her knees and whispered a prayer from the recesses of her very soul. Shockingly, she saw that her hands began to glow, and the light entered Jasper's wounds, which began to heal miraculously. Everyone was stunned into silence, and in that moment, Goldmoon's will to live returned in full force. Goldmoon returned to the Shu and claimed the mantle of leader, but she couldn't tap into the spiritual center that she saved Jasper's life with. Then, one day, 
the sage entered her village with some hunters. Goldmoon implored him to help her rediscover that spark, and after two seasons of meditating and practice, with the sage's help, she was successful. Her sorrow left as she began communing with Riverwind's spirit and reconnecting with life and nature all around her. Within seven years of the second cataclysm, Goldmoon began teaching others how to tap into this essence of the heart. People traveled from all across Abanasinia and beyond to be instructed in mysticism, each discovering different aspects and spheres of its use. Initially, she used the Temple of Mishikal for instruction, but she quickly realized she needed a larger and more formal location, so she and three trios of mystics traveled in search of a new home. Goldmoon left with Sage and Jasper, and they were drawn to Shalsi. She discovered the Silver Stair with their new companion, Errol Songbrook, who came to their aid against the Quainal tribe. The Silver Stair was rumored to be a magical staircase that ascended into the heavens directly to Solinary, and was only visible in its light. Now, in Solinary's absence, its ghostly steps are visible in the pale light of Kryn's single moon. Goldmoon decided to walk up the stairs, and the sage prevented Jasper and Errol from following, saying that she had to confront whatever she found at the top by herself. What she found was her anger and rage at the dragons and situations that led to her losing her loved ones. As she faced her own demons, she learned that they may never fully leave, but she could manage how she felt in their presence. She could live with them. She returned and declared that this is where they will build their stronghold, the Citadel of Light. Within a month, a small tent village had sprung up around the Silver Stair. By 9 SC, the tent village had grown into a small makeshift shantytown, housing more than 200 mystics. Peace negotiations were made with the Quainal. As word spread of this new mystic skill, former priests were drawn to Shalsi. Among them was the luminary Lady Chrysania, and with her, Salamnic Knights. The knights retrofitted and built out the former Dark Queen's fortress from the campaigns of the War of the Lance that were in ruins on the island, and in 10 SC, the Fireforge clan from Hillhome arrived with Jasper to build Goldmoon a stronghold. This drew the attention of Drin Kabir Redstone, a female Hylar, earth mystic, who assisted in constructing the amazing domed complex. The hedge maze was constructed by Quilinisti elven mystics. They were sent by invitation from Lorana to learn mysticism to aid the elves in the ongoing occupation by the Dark Knights and the fallout of the ongoing dragon purge. With the use of their mystic arts, the hedge was grown fully within three seasons. By 13 SC, the citadel now known as the first wonder of the New Age was complete. Much of the construction costs were funded by a half-elf named Shen Koras. The sage made every attempt to separate Goldmoon from this dark-hearted character, but Goldmoon maintained their friendship. He would bring orphans to the citadel to be housed in the orphanage and financially supported the hostel. He even paid for the war memorial in the Wemitowoc territory. Every attempt that Goldmoon made to discover evidence of the gods' returns by visiting the other silver stairs in the Taman Busuk and northern Ergoth came up empty, and she resigned herself to look forward rather than back. Goldmoon was reminded of the seeker faith that terrorized much of Abanasinia in her youth and decided to be a positive influence in the world. Upon completion of the citadel, she sent out missionaries to all the free realms of Anselon to act as advisors and support those who wanted and needed it. 
In this way, she prevented any false god cults from rising and truly impacted the world in a positive way. Not simply for those of goodwill, but to those who once worshipped neutral gods, and even to those who worshipped the evil gods unknowingly. But that is all I have to say about the history of the Citadel of Light. I hope you enjoyed the information. What do you think about the first wonder of the New Age? Have you ever played a mystic in a Fifth Age game? And finally, how do you feel about the inclusion of sorcery and mysticism in Kryn? Leave a comment below. I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, we once strove to be with our gods, to ascend into the heavens, even while we were bound to the world and the flesh. Now, all we have are the ghosts of memories.